a travesty that Shark Week has become. It is be it. It used to be incredible. It used to be can't miss TV. And in the last five to six years, yeah, you might want to start recording. Oh, I'm already uh, recording. I'm already. Uh, <laughs> oh, are you? That was so quick. <laughs> Shit, that's hilarious. It, it is. You know what? Hold on, Jay. I'll let you introduce everybody. But Shark Week is not the shark is not your it's it's not our shark week it's not what it used to be <laughs> it's not it, our shark week it's it is oh. it is it is shark week has jumped the shark it's jumped the shark <laughs> oh boy what i mean how do i how do we even come back from that what is what is start to the podcast um yeah it's pretty great strong statements by a weak man uh, <laughs> uh welcome back no. y'all. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go that was kind of slow on my part i didn't think that oh, fuck. Okay. i'll blame it i'll blame it on there, the internet i'll blame it on the welcome back y'all. this is uh your first ever three-way remote mba episode ever i'm yes. in phoenix nikki's at home tad's at home we couldn't be together, so we decided to be together in a in a digital room. Um, I don't feel comfortable hanging out with Nikki alone, so <laughs> gonna work up to that. Work up. <laughs> to that. Uh, those are that's this 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 is what the off season is for. Um, <laughs> getting reps in and getting your workouts in. That's uh, right. Building that chemistry. Yeah, getting familiar with your teammates. <laughs> um, Welcome back, y'all. This is NBA, the podcast where every week we try to talk about NBA shit. Mostly we just talk a lot of shit. Uh, and today's episode will be no more evident um, uh, than, than ever, will be the most evident ever uh, of our, our just constant shit talking. There's not a lot of NBA news to talk about today, but we do have a fun little surprise for you at the end. So make sure you, uh, make sure you check that out. And also don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast we really appreciate it show us some love tell your friends tell your friends to tell their friends tell your friends friends to tell their friends friends and uh and we'll blow this thing up i am your host jay keelas aka luke um digitally in my parents home introduce yourself sir that's me. Hi, I'm Nikki Keyless. <laughs> I would hope that I would hope that it's you. It, it, I would it, hope that the people at, at home would know that you are the one at your guys' parents' house. For, for the list, for the listeners, n- just know I would never allow Tad within 15 feet of my mom. So this never, <laughs> never would happen. Uh, my name is Nikki Keyless, aka Woody Salisbury Steak. AKA Grant Hailshire Go Meats. <laughs> you mean Hailshire Farms, you asshole? Yeah, Hailshire Farms. Go meats. But they say they say go meats, right? Like isn't that yeah, isn't that their, their thing? That's oh, their uh catchphrase. Oh, you got me there. Okay. You got me. You got me. <laughs> um and from never ever my mom's home, um <laughs> somewhere across the lake. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh it's Tad. AKA Nikolai Jerk This Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is one for the record books. Uh, I had nothing, and I saw a tweet about your kids, and I was like, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, before you started um, doing the podcast with us, we, um, 
we used to have this joke about Nikki kept confusing Nurkic and Jokic, uh, and yeah, he kept calling him Jerkic, which we had a bit about how Jerkic was a cream for your nads if you had the crabs. Uh, <laughs> it was a long running. It was a long running joke that, if I'm being honest, I missed. <laughs> um well cool man welcome back y'all welcome back to the fans um tad you said last week that there's only one player in the history of the nba one nba player one nba player in the history of the nba who has ever worn number 57 i don't really know why i know this little trivia fact and i'm gonna make this proclamation that he's the only player to ever wear 57 and i want one of you to fact check me here but I'll go I, I, before I tell you. I want you both give me one good guess from the two. Both of you get one guess. There's no way you'll get it, but you get one guess. Lafonso Ellis. Yeah. That is a phenomenal guess. That's a <laughs> name I have not thought about in years. It's not him, but that's incredible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got you on that one. Cedric Sabalas. <laughs> this is episode number 57, aka. The Hilton Armstrong episode. Oh, wow. Hilton Armstrong is not a real person. That's that toy you got when you were a kid and you could stretch the limbs. Really <laughs> <laughs> mm, he's right. He's right. Hilton Armstrong, he was a member of those UConn teams that you were yeah. like, wow, they have so much talent. So many NBA players. Who was the point guard that they had that played with the Rockets or with the Nets for a little bit? Forget who it was. Oh, ah. Uh... Trent something? Um, yeah, um, I know. I, I can. I can see. I can see that team. Wow, Hilton uh, Armstrong. I haven't heard. I haven't thought about that guy ever. I can. I can look it up. One I believe. What, what you, I believe he wore fifty-seven when he was with uh, the Warriors. Mm. Um, that I'm. I'm pretty sure he wore fifty-seven uh, when he was with the Warriors. Um, you are correct. You are correct. I can confirm that he did wear number 57 with the Warriors. I, I also want to say that I don't know why I know that. I don't know why anybody would know that. Um, wow. 57. He's the only <laughs> player is, uh, in NBA history. That's wild. What a terrible number. What a terrible number. Right. I also, I'm looking at NBA reference right now, or basketball reference, and according to basketball reference, the next, like, three episodes we do are not going to have a player associated with that number. <laughs> We're hitting that point, guys. Well, uh, wait, just wait until we get into the triple digits and we just start having to do, like, Drew League players. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about every Harlem Globetrotter ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. So, guys, i got a couple topics I want to touch on this week. Um, just some minor topics, nothing major. Um, and then I want to get into the, the juicy little surprise. So, um, first off on the agenda today, um, a big move that we all kind of saw coming. Um, it hasn't been finalized quite yet, but Carmelo Anthony is going to and planning on signing with the Rockets. Um, and if you caught his press conference today, he was very clear that he still does not plan on coming off the bench. Um, gut reactions to Carmelo's impact on the Houston Rockets. I think he actually doesn't feel like playing anymore. So he's like, I'm not coming off the bench. So the Rockets <laughs> won't sign him. He could just take a year off. He's collecting them checks, man. <laughs> collecting them checks. 
Stack that paper, young man. Yeah, he's, he's older than me. He's so. older than all of us. By a lot. He, um, the one thing I did see that he, he said in like in an interview, I don't know if it was in his press conference today. I just, uh, I just saw like a snippet from it is that he claimed that he struggled in Oklahoma city because it was not a good fit. He said, you know, I came in kind of late and these guys already kind of had their thing going on. And it was like, Oh, Carmelo, you can get in on this. And like, you know, and like, I just, you know, it just wasn't a good fit. And I'm like, dude, Stop making excuses, bro. Like you, you sucked ass last year. You shot like thirty-seven percent from the field last year. The thing, like, I, the thing I saw him say was, and I think this might have been during the press conference today. His words were, or the way that he described the offense was, and I quote: "Everything was always in a rush," which, frankly, is probably the best way to describe Russell Westbrook's offensive game. So that sounds pretty he's not right. wrong. He's not wrong. But his problem is he doesn't know how to play other than play it slow and give the ball to Carmelo and everybody get the fuck out of the way. Oh, for but sure. Let also, me let me let me take four jab steps, two hard dribbles, and a pull up eighteen footer. No, no also, doubt. He com- he's complaining that the offense was rushed and moved too fast. Why is he? I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. Wasn't Mike D'Antoni famous for an offense running seven seconds or less? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to go to the fastest running offensive coach in NBA history, and you're going to be like, well, the other team, they went too fast. I, I just couldn't keep up with them. But these right. guys, these are the guys. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's going to, like, triple their time. It's going to be, like, 21 seconds or less. I mean, that's probably why Chris Paul loves him. That's, you know what? I didn't even think about that. You're like, he kind of feeds into what Chris Paul's accustomed to. Right? But the thing is, like, Chris Paul adapted so well to that Rockets offense last year. Like, there were times in games where they slowed it down a little bit because of Chris Paul. But, like, at the same time, they still ran a lot. And Chris Paul stopped fitting out and started started fitting in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, nice. yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, but, <laughs> you know, like, they uh, – like, I just – I don't like – I don't like – if you're an NBA team – like, I feel like Daryl Morey is too smart of a GM to sign Carmelo – like I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just, not, I'm not a Carmelo guy. I, I, I agree with that too. Because like Daryl Moore is just, he's just, he strikes me as someone who like, he kind of like, you know what though? He's been on Bill Simmons podcast a couple times, and he's been very clear about like, look, man, I have my system, but sometimes you just got to go out there and get the guy and figure it out on the run. Like he did the same thing with Dwight Howard. He did it with CP3, and like for whatever it's Dwight, worth, Dwight Howard didn't work though. Um, I mean, they did get to the conference finals. We got to the conference finals with Dwight Howard and like, you know, he made the CP3 thing work when most people like, you know, Tad and I did the preseason podcast and I was like, I don't fucking see it. Like this is a dude who shoots mid-range jumpers and that's like his go-to shot. And now you're telling him he's got a running gun. Like he's a ball stopper and they made it work. And, you know, we talked about this last week a little bit and like losing Trevor uh, Ariza and Lucumba Mute, like that's a huge hit to their, their team and, and their, their defensive capabilities um, you know, bringing Carmelo on a team, a guy who has never been a defensive player, um, and again, to Tad's point, who is a ball stopper, I'm, I'm interested to see can Mike D'Antoni and Daryl Morey work their magic with a guy who who seems like he's just his, – his, his career is coming to an ugly end. It's not just coming to an end. It's, it's ugly. It's, like, it's messy and just, like, he's just – he's, like, being dragged out, going out kicking and screaming. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's also kind of Iverson esque. 
Mm-hmm. So he's, it is. It I, is. I, like, I thought about that the other. Yeah, that's great. That's a great point. It's the same he's shit, just man. Like, I'm too good to do anything you guys are saying, but everyone's like, "No, you're not. You're not that good." And to I some extent, anymore. Like, he was amazing, but he's lost it. I want to go on record just real quick, Jay. When we did that preseason episode, that was the one thing I said I was very high on. That's true. Was Chris Paul to the Rockets? That's true. Uh, I I thought that was a great move. And obviously it worked out pretty well. He, he won them a lot of games. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, um, yeah. especially in the, in the, in the off season, like he was a guy who could, when the boat was rocking, when the ship was unsteady, he could, he could write the ship. Like that's a dude who is and just, and despite the fact that he hasn't had like extended playoff experience or playoff success for that matter, like he has this, this calm about him and this like, like, even during the playoffs, remember during the playoffs when, like, James Harden was kind of having a little bit of a, a hissy fit? And he had to, like, look him in the face and, like, pull him aside and be like, yo, man, we're here to have fun. Like, this is basketball. Let's do our, let's do our shit and, like, get your shit together. Keep your shit together. Like, that's, that, he's the calming presence that that team kind of needed to get over that home. I also think that that could be beneficial to Carmelo signing with them. That was another point I, I kind of wanted to make is that uh, him and Chris Paul are friends, and I feel like he will listen to Chris Paul. Um, more so than like a lot of other guys, um, you know, they're, uh, they're, you know, the half of the banana boat crew, you know? Right. So, um, I think I still am not high on the move, but I think if anybody is going to get the best out of Carmelo Anthony, that Chris Paul is probably the guy to do so, you know, maybe LeBron too, obviously, but in this scenario, <laughs> I think Chris Paul could, is, will we'll probably get the most that you can get out of Carmelo Anthony at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, on to some more pressing free agent news. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers. Pardon me, I had a beer before I started. Uh, and <laughs> I, I, I had a few. Uh, I had a few truly as well playing. Sam <laughs> Sam. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm almost thirty, so that one beer, uh, you know, it gets. You. Um, but hung over for two days. Oh, it's gonna be a mess. <laughs> I'm a um, the Los Angeles Lakers continue their let's call it questionable free agency uh, uh, spending spree over this past summer, um, no. adding none other than Michael Beasley to the core that already includes JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, and Rajon Rondo. And, um, LeVar, and LeVar Ball. <laughs> let's not forget about LeVar Ball and the, and, and the Los Angeles Lakers children that are Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, and I don't really lump Brandon Ingram into that, but nonetheless, like um, – uh, uh, Josh Hart, I wouldn't lump into that. No, he's an adult. That man's a grown-ass man. That, probably, he, that guy's got, like, a savings account, and he's got his 401K set up. And that man is more famous for playing Fortnite than he is basketball. That is a child. I realized this week that I need, <laughs> I need to start playing Fortnite. I need to start no, playing Fortnite. It's you not do. That you got to start playing. It's great. I play it all the time. I'm, I'm not very played. good. I've won one game. I'm, like, one in 400 – but it's a blast. So yes, Jay, start playing. I'll have just to try watch, it out. Just watch the movie Battle Royale. It's the exact same thing, <laughs> except you don't have like ten year olds calling you did racial they, slurs. Didn't they have? <laughs> a, uh, didn't they have like a competition this week at like uh, at the Sears Tower? They like did. A big what? Yeah. Yeah, a they had a big. Player. They had a big thing. This. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Uh, um, but in any case, um, reactions to like what the fuck are the Lakers doing? Okay. I saw a tweet 
I saw a great tweet. It was not by like a usual, it was something that like kind of went viral that like some NBA guys that I follow, like retweeted and liked and stuff. And it was the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen. You know, all those things. It's like, you know, Hey, you've got these like three or four tiers of players and you have $10 to spend on your team. And like each player costs so much money. Right. Yeah. One, $1 through $5. Right. This guy tweeted, it was like the Lakers had $15 to spend on a team and spent 1450 on LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I mean, that's effectively what it is. And what's funny is like, so there, (coughs) there have been some rumors and some, some, some hot takes about LeBron's, Maybe non-basketball related motives. Um, there was actually a, a report that came out today that uh, HBO is giving him a talk show. Uh, and he's going to be starting his talk show off um, speaking to some some sports figures. Um, and it's going to be a regular, a regular show that he films for HBO. Um, and it's looking more and more like LeBron is... His, his LA move was maybe fueled by other non-basketball related interests. Um, There are some rumors going around that he's planning on starting a reality TV show. And what better castmates than JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley, and one born ready Lance Stevenson. Am I right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, the best part is because you'll have the one scene when they're like, we're all going LeBron. It's just LeBron James at the confessional booth. He's like, we're all going out. And we all know it always takes forever when we're all getting ready to go out. And then it cuts to Michael Beasley. He's like, hey, you guys think I should have the G-Shock on my left ankle or <laughs> maybe the Burberry on the left ankle and then the G-Shock on the right right wrist. And there's it's just LeBron just like shaking his head. And then it cuts back to him. He's like, but you got to love him. And then the meme team. I'm telling the meme team is going to be like, just like, there are no television shows where it's like appointment watching, but this is like, this is a, this is just a match made in reality TV heaven. Can I just really quick, we were going to talk about it last week, but then we didn't. I want to bring it up real quick because we already kind of said it. Those are like the perfect people to be in reality TV. Oh yeah. Jay, you need to at least watch a clip. I have seen all three episodes, sadly. Oh God. Uh, Talk about a very cavalry. You mean um, ba- you mean barely cavalry? <laughs> yes, uh, I literally, I literally fast forward to the scenes where it's like her and her business people because I don't care about any of that stuff. The second Jay Cutler gets on that screen, phenomenal. Oh, it's so fucking it's phenomenal. Good. Jay he Watson, is, he is so fucking boring that it's amazing. It's appointment yes. television. In this, in the second episode, she's talking to him and he's just looking at an iPad and she's like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Are you still watching deer videos?" And it cuts to the iPad. He is watching just videos of deer in the wild. <laughs> are you serious? That's what he did in, in the second episode. It's phenomenal. Jay, Jay, watch it. All right, I'll check it out. I'll check it uh, out. Un, unwillingly, but I'll check it uh, out. You I, if i'm gonna uh, if i'm gonna pivot back to this lakers squad yeah yeah, you can go back to that sorry <laughs> and hey if we want to dedicate an episode to that tv show look i'm 100 percent. i'm here for it uh we could we could start a new podcast just reviews and, and recaps the show like I'm, I'm here for that too uh <laughs> but uh here's 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 a like a an like a different take than like what what I think has normally been going around. JaVale McGee 
and Lance Stevenson and Michael Beasley are all talented basketball players. Ah, they are. They they are. They yo. They they're they're like Lance Stevenson had some good years. JaVale McGee, the talents there, the you know, the 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 lights are on but nobody's home and like JaVale and Rondo are the only ones where I'm like, eh, okay. Even though Rondo makes no fucking sense with Lonzo in the picture, so I don't really understand that one. Like maybe they, some tutelage or some shit like that. But I still. think they did that so he's gonna teach him throughout the year and then once the playoffs come, then you get to unlock playoff Rondo and they're just gonna be like Lonzo, sit your ass down. But do you also see like the, so the thing I'm seeing though is like they're like oh you know Rondo he could do some some mentoring with 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 Lonzo and then they'll meld together and become Ronzo. And <laughs> there you go, yeah. Like but here's the thing: it's like fusion ha kind of yeah. thing. Going it, yeah, on. exactly. It would be much better if they got a mentor who could teach him a little bit about maybe adjusting his jump shot. But you got a a worse shooting Lonzo ball in your, on your roster now. And like JaVale McGee, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, two-time NBA champion JaVale McGee. Thank who, you. Who, here's what I will say, <laughs> and I was, I was listening to a podcast about this the other day, and somebody made a good point, and it's kind of sad, like um, JaVale McGee has gotten this, he's gotten this reputation because of Shaqton a Fool, that he's like this fucking numbskull idiot, moronic player who makes bad decisions and blah 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 and when you really think about his youtube page sure sure and he's a character but like he was a really good player for the warriors these last two seasons and like especially in the finals like he was really impactful against the Cavs um during during the finals in the last two finals so like he's somebody where i'm like maybe you keep maybe you keep like Robin Lopez as a, at a lower rate versus JaVale McGee, but he is more athletic. He can run the court and he can be a defensive stopper, which Brooke Lopez never was. And the thing that nobody's talking about is like, I shouldn't say nobody. Like I've heard this on other podcasts, but like these guys are all on one year deals. Yeah. Here's, and here's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like they're, they're clearly not part of the long-term plans, but they're all talented play. Like, they're not like I'm not. T- I'm not t- trying to sit here and say that these guys are like you know top of the league players, but they're all talented basketball players. And if you like are going to have one guy who's going to get the most out of underachieving players, LeBron is that guy. So <clears throat> it might work out. <laughs> that's but that's a str- like that's a stretch. Like his team last year sucked, and his core group last year was better than this this recent signings that they've made. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like if, if I said, okay, you get to have Larry Nance Jr., you get to have Jordan Clarkson, I'm going to give you Jeff Green and George Hill, or, or I'm going to give you Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, Rajon Rondo, and JaVale McGee. Like, yeah. oh, you know I mean? like, the, fact, the fact that nobody had anything to say there. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they rival each other in the worst ways. Like, just in the worst ways. Yeah. They, have no, they have no shooters. No. None. And that's the thing. It's like everybody knows you, you, surround, you surround LeBron with shooters. Why go after Rondo when you could have gone after Wayne Ellington? 
or, 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 or you know, like guys of that elk that can that can get it, that can stretch the floor. Like Michael Beasley's not stretching the floor. Lance Stevenson, Lance Stevenson but, is a thirty-two percent career shooter, not three-point shooter, shooter. It's you know what though, like you gotta. At this point, it's 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 the long game, right? It's it's sign serviceable players. It's sign guys that they can play, and then wait till next year when Kawhi is available. Kevin Durant is available. Um, Isn't Kyrie and Jimmy available next year too? Oh, yeah. it's a it's a class next year, and and maybe they'll go after a couple of guys. And I think like with with all the things that they're doing. So here's the thing: Magic Johnson's got to sign somebody next year, or else he's going to give off his job. That's what he said. No, he a, said he said if he didn't sign a marquee free agent, he got LeBron. So no, he said two. He said two. Ah, two marquee, free two marquee free agents. I was never all that good at, at listening. So <laughs> you know, I asked my parents. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> the, the man has a quota to hit, and so far he's halfway there. But he's got some. He's got a ways to go to get there. In any case, yeah. it um, is, uh, it's going to be interesting. You know what? If, also, if, DeMarcus if, Cousins is available next year, too. You can't, tell me, you can't tell me the NBA isn't entertaining. Yeah. It, is, it is the world's best soap opera, which I have more to t- say on that matter in an in a upcoming topic this evening. I, I, think, I, I think I know where you're going, and we might as well get into it because we already hinted at KD. Um, did you guys see the little uh, Twitter oh outburst of CJ and KD? Uh, had uh, uh, last night. Yeah, and it was it was after he was on. C- uh, Katie was on CJ's uh, podcast. podcast. Yeah, dude, I went on your fucking podcast. I, uh, Jay, anytime you shit talk me, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> just start saying that. I was so. I'm I'm of I'm of two different minds. My, my mind number one says, Katie pays up way too much attention to what people say. And like gets offended by everybody. Like he's, he's on, softer than baby shit, dude. He's he's on IG and Twitter, just like <laughs> shitting on people, like going at people who shit on him all the time. Like he pays way too much attention to that shit. He, however, however, if you and me, Tad, let's say we had a conversation. Let's make this a work-related conversation. If you and I like face to face, I'm like, yo, man best salesperson on the team no question like no doubt in my mind and then i went and at a happy hour with everybody else and i was like man tad sucks at his job like he's fucking terrible at his job and that got back to you would you not be pissed off after we no. had like a heartfelt conversation about how great you are at your job okay i got i got two it's kind of a two-part thing here so number one you're of course right. this is a fantasy-based conversation so this is not a conversation that would ever really happen also, but didn't kevin durant call cj a bitch in on the podcast yes Thank you. That's what I'm getting at. You shit talked him on his own podcast, and he basically told him, "Yo, you guys in Portland aren't ever gonna win shit." Like he, yeah. like probably I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But like, I mean, dude, KD kind of just shat on him the whole time. Yeah. And you know what? That that CJ McCollum tweet, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't no, that it bad. Wasn't. It was a diplomatic approach to it. And dude, yeah, like KD was like, "Yo, you think I was like plotting on my brothers for two months, and then I, and then I changed teams?" Like, dude, yeah, fuck yeah, that's exactly what uh, I. Think that's how everyone's been thinking. Yeah. And then That's he's the going, worst part. He's going at people on Twitter who have like 200 followers that are replying to this shit. And he's like going at them. And like, at first I thought it was a joke. At first I thought KD was like kind of being a good sport about it. I'm like, ah, he's kind of finally figuring it out. Dude, if you are KD's Twitter or PR people, how are you telling him not just get the fuck off of social media? Just stop. 
you are killing your brand. And you know what? I saw something else the other day, like this, a comment or a tweet or something about this that was like, dude, how much do you think that the other Warriors players do not respect him? Like that they are like, yeah, he's like on our team and like they, they get along with him on the team, but they also are kind of like, yeah, yeah, you are definitely a little bitch. Like you had to come <laughs> on our fucking team. I yeah. guarantee you that some of those guys think that. So dude, Kevin Durant, I know you're listening, brother, because you probably listen to every fucking thing that talks about you. You're softer than baby shit. He, has, he definitely has Google notifications. Yeah, here come the tweets. Yeah. Um, hey, we'll, we'll get noticed more. I mean, yo, David West. Even, David West said it after the finals too. He was like, "This people don't understand what we went through this year to get here." Which, like, to the to the average fan onlooker, is like, "Oh, okay, I'm sorry. You guys have four of the fucking best 15 players in the NBA, and you guys went, had to go through adversity." Oh, I'm sorry, you poor babies. But like, to Tad's point, like, there's there are some legitimate concerns coming out of Golden State that like. KD is not really part of the group. Like even um, – stop, stop fitting out. Start fitting in, bro. <laughs> well, was it, was it Joe Lacob or was it um, – I can't remember if it was Joe Lacob or um, – what the fuck is the – what's the GM's name again? I have no clue. Oh, oh uh, God. I, I can look it up. Give me one sec. It's driving me nuts that I don't remember. But anyways – one of them, uh, Bob, during, Myers. Bob, Bob Myers. Bob Myers. Yeah, right, Bob Myers. Yeah. Yep. So I, it might have been Bob Myers, although it might have been Joe Lacob. I think it was Bob Myers, though, who more or less kind of made a dig at KD during the parade. And I don't remember if it was a reference to him, like him just forgetting KD altogether when he talked about the guys, or if he like legitimately made it like mm. a dig at him. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what he said. Yeah, neither do I. I don't remember what was said, but I just remember specifically, like, that was kind of part of the narrative of, like, oh, my God, these guys don't really get along together, and they don't really like each other. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. That's This is why, like, the, the rumors of him going to Brooklyn and, like, forming this super team with Kawhi or going to the Knicks and forming this super team with Kyrie or and or Jimmy Butler is like I would I would cool. love it if him if him, Jimmy and Kyrie went to the Nets. Because all three of those seem very Brooklyn y. It kind of fucks <laughs> with all the young guys. But I'd yeah. actually rather see Brooklyn win something. I'll say this, like as much as I, I like to my core hate the Knicks, it's good for basketball when they're good. It would be nice to see them be good again. Like, not championship good, but, like, it would be good to see them actually be a competitive basketball team again because it's been, fuck, 40 years. But what, 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 did, what did he say? Um, what, did I, what did he say? Like, I'm sorry. I'm, like, hung up on this. He said something about, like, how they, like, had to convince him to come play and, like, they had to sell him on the culture and – all the, like that was it right like it was something like along those lines i want to say it was something like that but it was almost it, again it was like a slight dig where i was just like "Ooh, okay all right i see you bob i don't remember exactly what it was but i know that it, it was it was hotly debated after the fact of like what did he mean by that maybe they did have problems this year yeah i don't remember exactly what was said but any in any case um yeah katie's just like Everything that you like, the people that love him, love him because he's like, he is who he is, and he's like 
not trying to like be PC or like not trying to pretend like shit doesn't get to him. Like he's a, he's oh, just a, he's just guys, a guy. I, I Googled it. His joke was that Kevin Durant hasn't earned his contract like Steph Curry did. Ooh, that's, that's right. That's what it was. That's yeah. It. Yes. See, and that's, that's the type fun. of shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the type of shit where you're like, oh, <laughs> that's uncomfortable. But yeah, in any case, um, yeah. Tad had uh, some pretty hot, uh, hot, hot takes on uh, on Shark Week, um, and I thought I'd just let you ride <laughs> because uh, Shaquille Oatmeal was on a some show related to Shark Week this week uh, with Rob Riggle, who I love, where Shaq got in a tank uh, with a shark that was swimming around him, and. Um, yeah, I just it was well uh it was well produced. There was a scene where a shark like uh jumped out of the water and bit Sha- Shaq's arm off. That was pretty cool. Um <laughs> Okay. But uh, this, is, this is a problem with Shark Week is that it's gotten commercialized to this fucking point where it's like look at all these celebrities with sharks and they're not in any sort of danger and it's like sharks and celebrities and like stupid shit that we have to do to sell this fucking thing like you know what shark week was dope when it was like this is the ocean's most dangerous predator the great white shark <laughs> like like that shit it was like fucking interesting and now yeah, it's right. like it yeah. was like it's like shark tank shark it's, week like yeah. it's just it's, it's, um, kitschy. it's very kitschy yeah. i remember great word Ted, I remember it was a couple years. It was it was a few years ago. But Jay, uh, two of our buddies, and I decided to play a drinking game for Shark Week, where you take a shot every time a shark comes out of the water to take like to eat uh, a seal. Yep. And we were like, whatever the next show is, we're gonna do that. And the we I were like, all right, cool. And they're like, all right, now we present Air Jaws Two or <laughs> Air. And the show starts off with a 45 second montage of sharks jumping out of the water. <laughs> we, I think we each got two shots in and we're just like, nope, we're not doing this. Yeah, we're this is done. ridiculous. There's no we're fucking gonna... way. There's no fucking way. Uh, uh, Boy, Shark Week. Have you, ever, have you ever seen that? Okay, so this is like sort of in the, this is a little off topic, but it's relatable to sharks. So there's this, uh, I saw this preview the other day for a movie about a giant shark thing. Oh, you mean the Meg? Yeah, the Meg. That's right. Have you ever seen that Family Guy episode from like 10, 15 years ago where they're like, we now return to like Jaws 7, bigger Jaws. And I'm like, this is that fucking movie. I'm like, somebody made that movie. Yeah, I remember because that, the like guy in the boat and Jaws actually talk to each other, and they're like, "We got to help each other because of this bigger Jaws." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, right. And I'm like, "Holy shit! Somebody made, somebody made bigger Jaws." Oh, like, so... <laughs> <Jeez>. I... <laughs> oh. oh man. Well, in any case, um, guys, I think it's time for the surprise. Um, Nikki, would you like to inform the fans on? what um the long awaited surprise in fact is yes i would ladies and gentlemen it is time for nba trivia <laughs> and then the chicago bulls theme plays um, <laughs> yeah i'll see if i can find it in like 4 hours <laughs> yeah um actually i know i I I have it saved on my computer, so I can tell you the name of it. Okay. Um, 
Anyways, I'm going to do a little bit of an NBA trivia game. Uh, they're multiple choice questions. I got 10 questions for uh, you guys to – sorry, I'm trying to pull it up really quick and talk. At the same Are any time. of them related to when a player – where a player went to college? No. Thank God. Okay, yeah. I've, I've got a chance. Uh, okay. But they're all multiple choice. Second question. When I want to buzz in, do I say, eh? like, is that my <laughs> – no, I was just going to have you guys both answer, and it's a point for every time you're correct. Interesting. Sounds good. Okay. Do we? Is there like a way to do like a digital rock paper scissors to see who goes first? We could do. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm game for that. Um, <laughs> no, you, you're, how do allowed, we... you're allowed to uh, answer the same questions. Fine. But how do we know who's going to win? I'm going to keep score. Okay. All right. It's a test. Whoever does the best is, does the best. But what if we both know the answer at the same time? Who gets the point? You both get the point. Oh. Hmm. You guys never seen a quiz show before? I guess that's fair. All right. Come on now. We'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. This is my this is my version of a pub quiz. This is this is my the closest thing I'll ever get to a panel show. When I was a kid, I either wanted to be a TV host for a game show or a mascot. So well, I'm getting I'm, close to one of them. I've never been happier for you than in this moment right now. Thank you very much. Are you guys ready to start? Let's get oh, it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> nice. In 2011, Derek Rose won the MVP, becoming the youngest MVP to ever win the award. Can you tell me who is the oldest MVP to win the award? Is it Ooh. A, Michael Jordan, B, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, C, Carl Malone, or D, Steve Nash? Carl Malone. Carl, or, uh, Steve Nash. C, Carl Malone. Yeah! He was 35 in his 98-99 MVP season. Yeah. That's 1-0-J. 1-0-J. All right. Question number two. Ben Simmons won the Rookie oh. of the Year this year, uh, becoming the 22nd first overall pick to win the award. Can you tell me who was the lowest draft pick ever to win the Rookie of the Year? Is it A, Don Meineke? B, Malcolm Brogdon, C, Jamal Wilkes, or D, Woody Salisbury? Malcolm Brogdon. Woody Salisbury. The answer is D, Woody Salisbury. Get off Google, you fuck. I'm not on Google. Hold on. Do you want me to, know, want me to tell you how I figured this out? Because Nikki had an AKA, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? And it was Woody Salisbury. <laughs> Ah, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. I was oh, wondering why that name was Yeah, you fucker. <laughs> That's why I was like, what? I recognize that name. Oh, yeah, Nikki said it 40 minutes ago. That's got to be it. <laughs> um, Damn it. Wait, so well, you sold me out, Nikki. Where was this guy uh, drafted? He was the 60th overall pick. Really? I'm surprised that it's not, I'm surprised it's not, like, deeper, because, like, the draft used to be, like, fucking seven rounds. Yeah, right? but... None of those guys did much, it seems. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some of them did something. Oh, I'm sure. Um, let's see. Number three. So, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain has the most seasons. 20,000 at- women. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That's Gonorrhea <laughs> and chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. The answer is all of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> he has the most seasons of 20 points and 20 rebounds averaged in the season with a total of 10 other people who have done it is bob pettit jerry lucas twice and nate thurman 
Can you tell me who was the closest person to ever have a 2020 season and miss it due to rebound? Was it A, Elgin Baylor, B, Walt Bellamy, C, Bill Russell, or D, Elvin Hayes? Ah, fuck. I'm I'm going to say A, Elgin Baylor. I agree with that, but for the sake of competition, I'm going to say Elgin Hayes. Elvin Elvin Hayes, Hayes, but the answer is A. Elgin Baylor. Oh, shit. I thought you, you said right. it was <laughs> Elvin Hayes. I was like, hey, I, was like I, I, I wanted to go with that first, but. Uh, no, he had 19.8 rebounds. I was going to say Elgin Baylor, but I just assumed because he was a two guard that he wasn't that close, but holy fuck. Yeah. A, a fun fact, real quick. I looked up Elgin Baylor's stats like a week ago, and I <laughs> felt like I remembered him having like a season that was very close. And so that was like that was why I was like I, it's got to be this, but like I honestly gut wanted to go with Elvin Hayes to tell you the truth. <laughs> it's like people people don't give enough respect to Elgin Baylor, honestly. Like that dude was like one of the greatest of all time, and I don't I don't care about era. Like yeah, of course there was like seven black dudes that played back then, but like <laughs> he was the best one. Like he was just no, but like little like legitimately speaking, like there are so many like all time record book stuff that he's on and people just forget about him. Like, because he was on that team with Jerry West and Will Chamberlain and he just kind of gets forgotten about. He also retired the year they won a title. Like he, right. Which was the other big problem. Never won a title. Right. But yeah, like that motherfucker in his prime was just phenomenal. Just so good. He averaged his career average is like 30 points and like 15 boards a game. I'm saying. Yeah. He was amazing. Best black Uh, dude in the league. (laughs) <laughs> uh question so actually before we go on to question number four i'm just going to give this one tad only you can answer out of the four players i mentioned which one has missed it because of missing it of points i worded that terribly but which one missed a 2020 season because they didn't get enough points i have to say bill russell because he actually didn't average that many points per game that is correct Ooh, bill russell nice work Six different seasons missed it because he didn't have enough points. He he averaged like 16 points a game and like 10 blocks. Yep. <laughs> and like, yeah. yeah. Pretty amazing. Team player. Um, Love it. <laughs> very much. I realize I haven't been telling you guys that. I'd be interested to hear your perspective on this, Tad, because like when Matt used to do the podcast, he had this whole thing about like, if it was in black and white, it doesn't count, which I'm a staunch disbeliever in that. Where does Bill Russell rank on your all-time list? Probably, uh, he's top 10. Um, arguably top five. Yeah, I think uh, so too. It's it's it, it is tough to quantify because of that. But like my big argument when it always comes to comparing eras, like my big thing that I always say is like if you want to compare a guy from the 1960s or 70s to a player that plays today, or like you know uh, that kind of thing, like you got and even in the 90s, like you got to think like like nutrition. Dude, like, good luck, good luck comparing a guy who played in 2000 to a guy who plays today. Exactly. And so I think, like, you've you got to take into account, like, a lot of these external factors. Like, those guys were obviously very talented fucking basketball players. Right, and exactly. Played, and, like, if, like, they would still be talented in the league today because the game – they would play the game the way that we play it now. And I, I think um, – yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say that Bill Russell is for sure top five because, like, I mean, you've got Larry and Magic and Michael and LeBron and... And Kareem. And Kareem and, you know, like, it's it's tough. But, like, 
dude, I mean, Russell ran like they, th- those Russell teams ran people. And like, he honestly, Bill Russell could have scored 30 a night if he, if he really wanted to, but he was a team player. Dude, the guy blocked shots and would block shots towards his teammates. Right. Instead of just like, you know, Dwight Howard like shot shit, like swat shit into the sixth row. Fucking great. Bill Russell would swat something fucking 10 feet out in front of one of his guards so they could grab the ball and run a fast break. Like, right. I, yeah, it's tough to compare eras, but yeah, I mean, come on. Like, you're telling me that Kareem couldn't fucking like like uh like Kareem couldn't succeed in today's NBA. You're telling me that right. Bill Russell couldn't play. Like, no, I, it's just not true. Right. No, I completely yeah. agree. Um, what's the next All question? All right. So, so just let you guys know, scores two two. Uh, it so is. No, yeah, because you got the first two correct, but then Tag got the third and the bonus question correct. I didn't have a bonus question, Con. I would answer. No, I said it was just for Tag because he uh, got the question right. Lauren, Lauren just texted me and said, stop screaming. <laughs> God bless her. She's a good sport. She's in the other room uh, watching, watching, I think, like 16 and pregnant or some shit. <laughs> Great show. Great show. All right. Um, here we go. So question number four. Who had the lowest free throw percentage of everyone in the Hall of Fame? Is it A, Shaquille O'Neal? B, Bill Russell, C, Dennis Rodman, or D, Wilt Chamberlain? Oh, man. I'm going to say Wilt Chamberlain. (laughs) This is a tough question. I am going to say Dennis Rodman. The answer is D, Wilt Chamberlain. His career career free throw percentage is 5'11". Holy shit. Shaq's is 527, Bill Russell's is 561, and Dennis Rodman's is 584. Wow. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't, I, I didn't, I honestly expected those numbers to be lower than they are. I did too. I thought it was going to be closer to like 30, but yeah. Still, wow. Jesus. Also, uh, real quick, I just want to mention this um, very briefly. Uh, I was just um, earlier when we were talking about Hilton Armstrong, I had Hilton Armstrong's uh, Wikipedia page pulled up because I wanted to figure out who was on some of those other UConn teams. And I was just like kind of glancing through his like professional career st- stuff on, on Wikipedia. And on January 11th, 2010, he was traded to the Sacramento Kings for a conditional second round pick. Ooh. How bad do you have to be? I didn't even know you could trade those. Like, <laughs> oh, and not only that, he was traded in 2010, and the pick was for 2016. Wow. I didn't even know you could do that. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest with you, I didn't either. So wow. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the uh, the game there, but I saw that, and I, I needed to share it. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Um, all right, so... Did y'all know that California has the most NBA players that were born in it in that state with 390, followed by New York with 352, and then Illinois with 257? Can you tell me which state has never produced an NBA player? Ooh. Is it A, Vermont, B, Maine, C, New Hampshire, or D, Hawaii? I'm going to say Vermont. Oh, fuck. Actually, I'm going to change that to Maine. Then I'm going to say Vermont. Probably shouldn't have changed it. The answer is A, Vermont. Damn it. Uh, They have zero. Maine and New Hampshire both have one. 
Uh, and then Ho- Hawaii has two, and Alaska has one. Those are the ones with the least. Damn. Alaska's you know, was, uh, you know, Carl's Boozer. Yeah, Carl's Boozer is the Alaska one. I thought it was... Uh, I mean, no, it's not. It's Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers, yeah, I, that's what I thought. I read yeah. about it. Carl's Boozer was actually born in Germany, and then they oh, moved that's to Alaska. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Alaska is Mario Chalmers. Isn't that fucking wild? Like, it's weird. Yes, yeah, so weird. Alaska. All right, scores 4-2-J. You can ca- you gotta catch up, Tad. We got this. How many what questions country? do we have left? Uh, five. We got six through ten. So yeah, five. Okay. Sorry. All right. There you go. This next question uh, is again about birthplaces, but this is about the world, not the U.S. So what country? It's not the United States. Has the most NBA players born there? Is it A. France, B. Serbia, C. Canada? Or D, Germany? I'm going to say Serbia. I'm going to say France. The answer is C, Canada. Damn it. I was going to say Canada, but I was like, there's no fucking way. Are you kidding me? (laughs) God damn it. I was like, like, well, Andrew Wiggins and Steve Nash and like all these fucking guys. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like there's a lot. God, fuck me. Thirty-two. Second is Germany with twenty-three, and tied for third is France and Serbia with twenty-one. Wow. So honestly, Jay, I will. I will say this. I was. I like Serbia. Like was. I. I for sure thought was one or two. Well, I just assumed that like Montenegro will get lumped in it too. So I get two countries. So. I oh, forget which point. one of them. There is one that did lump two countries together, but they only had like seventeen or something like that. Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, number seven. Um, number seven. So the most recent rookie to be named to the all-stars was Blake Griffin in 2010. Can you tell me what decade has the most rookies in an all-star game? Is it the 50, 51 season through the 59, 60 season, 60 to 70, 70 to 80 or 80 to 90? I'm going to say 80, 90. I'm going to say 70 to 80. The answer is a 50 to 60. Wow. There was, 12 and 50 to 60, 11, 60 to 70, 8 and 70 to 80, 8 and 80 to 90. The 90s had four, the 2000s had one, and 2010 has one. Wow. I feel like that's almost too obvious because, again, there was only seven black guys. (laughs) There was also, like, only, like, eight teams. Right. Every year there was a new black guy. They're like, well, he's going to be an (laughs) (laughs) all-star. Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> um, so Dirk Nowitzki just signed a, a one-year deal with the Dallas Mavericks to be the uh, most trusted. I don't know. Robert Trailer. He's I don't know what you're talking about. RIP. Dirk Nowitzki is the longest uh, tenured player in basketball history. 21 seasons with one team. Um, he is also on the list for most three-pointers made in a season by a seven-footer. Six times in the top ten. Between the four people who make out the remainder of the top ten, who would be technically second to Dirk Nowitzki for most three-pointers in a season by a seven-footer? By a seven-footer? Okay. Is it A, Andrea Bargnani? I know the answer B, to this. Brooke Lopez, C, Spencer Hawes, or D, Lori Markinen? Oh fuck! Okay, I didn't think any of those were gonna. <laughs> oh, shit! I was, I was like, I was like, I was like, minute bowl. I was. I thought it was gonna be Mehmet Akor. Ooh, no. that's, uh, he's he's only six nine, dude. 
Is he? Yeah. He was yeah, a he short center. Short center. Wow. Um, sorry, I got distracted. One more time with the names. So these are seven-footers with the most three-pointers in the season, not named Dirk Nowitzki. A, Andrea Bargnani. B, Brooke Lopez. C, Spencer Hawes. Or D, Lori Markinen. I'm going hometown, but give me Lori. I'll take Spencer Hawes. Lori Markinen in this past season hit 145, putting him in third place on the list. Well, I'm never going to answer a fucking Bulls player. Yeah, (laughs) and there's no fucking way that Brooke Lopez is on that list. Yes, he was. What? Yeah, he had 134 this past season. Are you serious? Yeah. Spencer Hawes. He was only one behind Laurie Markkinen this year? No, no. Laurie Markkinen had 145. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you said 35. Oh, no, sorry. 45. So them two were in the – and then Spencer Hawes had 128, and then Andrea Bargnani had 121. I'm legitimately surprised – and this is going to be shocking, and maybe he doesn't play enough minutes, but I'm legitimately surprised Myers Leonard is not on that list. He doesn't play enough, and he's just not that good yeah. of a three-point shooter. Um, Carl Anthony Towns had 120 uh, this past season, so he was pretty close up there. Wow. How the game has yeah. changed. I know. It's wild. Uh, let's see here. Speaking of the game, um, this year, Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year. Uh, for the first time, uh, Toronto Raptors had the second or third best record. I've actually can they have the third best record in the league this year, right? Mm, might have been second. They might have been second. I don't remember, but uh, he led them to that, uh, and they won, or he won the coach of the year. They lost very badly to LeBron James. Uh, he turned O two into a new teammate. Um, let's see, who won coach of the year with ha- while having the lowest team record? What coach won Coach of the Year, but their team had the worst record with the year they won it? Is it A, Hubble Brown, B, Red Kerr, C, Gene Shue, or D, Doc Rivers? I'm going with my man, with my man Gene Shue. I'm going Red Kerr. The answer is B, Red Kerr. The yeah. Chicago Bulls, Chicago the year Bulls. he won Coach of the Year, were 407. Was their, was their record. Doc Brown, Doc Brown, <laughs> Hubble Doc Brown, Brown, and Doc Rivers. Hubie <laughs> Brown, Hubie. There you go. Hubble oh, Brown. Hubble <laughs> Brown. Hubble Brown. Brown. I typed an L on accident. We don't claim to be experts, people. Hubble <laughs> yeah. Brown. That might have to be the name of the podcast. <laughs> Brown. Uh, so <laughs> Hubie Brown and Doc Rivers both had a season. They won Coach of the Year with records of five hundred. And Gene Shu won Coach of the Year with a record of 524. Wow. Damn yeah. it. All right, Jay's I love, up. I love Gene Shu. I don't know who that is, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you're up 5-3. Uh, Unfortunately, this is one's just for funsies. Uh, number 10. Uh, let's see here. Number 10, I got just who had played the least amount of games and still won their respective reward, not including the 98-99 shortened season. That season, Carl Malone won while only playing 46 games. He won MVP. Wait, hold on. Uh, so what, what was the question again? Sorry. So which player uh, that I'm, I'm going to name five players, one for MVP, one for defensive player, one for rookie of the year, one for six man, and one's for most improved player. Who played the least amount of games the year they won their award? Okay. All right. So is it A, Bill Walton in his 77-78 MVP season, 
Rudy Gobert in his 17-18 Defensive Player of the Year uh, season, Patrick Ewing in his 85-86 Rookie of the Year season, Ricky Pierce in his 89-96 Man uh, Award-winning season, or Ryan Anderson with his 11-12 Most Improved Player season. Patrick Ewing, Rookie of the Year. Like, Brian Anderson, like, feels like it's so obscure that that has to be right, but also so obscure that there's no way it could be him. <laughs> I will admit, when I, saw, when I saw him on the list, I was like, oh, he won an award? I didn't know. Didn't I'm going to say Bill Walton, just because I love the guy. He's a pretty great guy, uh, but he was not. The answer is Patrick Ewing. He wow. had played 50 games his rookie year, season. And he won yeah, that year. I think the year that Bill Walton won his, he played, like, 62 games or something like that. Uh, 58. Okay, close enough. Rudy, Gare, Rudy Gobert played 56 for his, this year. Uh, Ricky Pierce had 59, and Ryan Anderson played 61. So that's all, that. that's all folks. That's uh, surprising. 61 games to be the most improved player. Like, don't you have to be – I feel like to be most improved, you have to, like, last the entire season. Yeah. <clears throat> Weird. Well, that was fun. Yeah, oh, I actually have one more. Do you guys want to do one more for fun? Yeah, I'll do it. Let's do it. Yeah, all right, sweet. So question 11, again, just for funsy. What team has the most rookie of the year winners? Ooh. Is it A, Boston, B, Chicago, C, Golden State, or D, Portland? I'm going to go with Portland. What were the other – Boston, Chicago, Golden State. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Boston. Portland. Portland yeah. had four. Those other three all had three. Yeah, I remember we had Elgin Baylor, or not Elgin Baylor, Elton, Elton Brand, Brand, Derek Rose, and MJ. Yep, crushed it. And the Blazers would have had Damian Lillard, uh, probably. Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy. Uh, Bill Walden, I would guess. I'm, I'm looking it up to get the exact ones. Uh, Portland had, you, well, you said Damian Lillard and Brandon Roy, yes. Not Bill Walton. There's two more. I don't know if you guys would get them. Oh, they were back-to-back winners. Clyde Drexler? No. Hmm. Cliff Robinson? No. Uh, sure. oh, 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 is it Matt's favorite player? Oh, Arvidas? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I almost had a question about him. They had, that, they had that guard, uh, Petrie, maybe? That is one of them, Jeff Petrie. And then the – I that have was no clue who the other one could be. And then the next year, 71-72, Sidney Wicks won. Yep, I don't no. know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, that was uh, that was that was all of them. Yeah, that was fun. That was good. I, yeah. I enjoyed that. I got my ass kicked, but I had a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anything else we want to talk about today before we wrap up? I think we've uh, done a pretty good job today. Oh, Kevin Love, the Cavs have resigned themselves to mediocrity. Oh, I forgot. He's fitting about in, that. baby. He's fitting in. He's fitting I... in. He stopped fitting out. See, Carmelo, learn your lesson, brother. I don't understand it. It's a weird. <laughs> It's a weird signing because, like, he's going to be, what, 30 – it's going to be 32 – no, 36? Right? Isn't he 32 now? No, no. He's my age. We graduated the same year, so he's got to be, like, 29. Man. He is 29. Yeah, so he'll be 33. 
Yeah, so I mean, like, he's not going to be ancient at the end of that career, but he's not going to be a spring chicken. I guess if like two years in, they want to trade him. It's not an untradeable contract. It was a 12 mil. So he's getting paid like 30 mil. I mean, they max him. I'm just shocked. I thought they were going to trade him. It's just such a bad, it's such a bad contract. And I love Kevin Love. (laughs) But at this rate, like maybe they're like, you know what? We know what he could do in terms of production when he was in Minnesota and he was the, you know, the primary scorer. Let's just give him a shot to be the primary guy. And let's just run Colin Sexton through Kevin Love, which by the way, I do like that pairing, you know, a guy who can spread the floor and shoot the ball well, who Colin Sexton can just feed, you know, all day long. I I dig it. Um, It just seems like, I don't know what, I don't know that you had to extend him right now. It's just a, it's a weird, but I mean, mean, I've waffled on whether or not they're going to be an A seed, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think they might get like a seven or eight seed. If they make the playoffs with Kevin Love as their premier player, and let's say Kevin Love averages, let's say 25 and 11, how much does that <laughs> elevate your perception of Kevin? How much does that elevate Kevin Love in your eyes? Because in all honesty, that team has no business being that good. No, I completely agree. But like, there's no fucking way. He couldn't do it with Ricky Rubio and fucking um, – who else did they have in Minnesota? They had like – they had one Ricky squad. Rubio. Yeah, I guess oh, it didn't was they just have, Rubio. Didn't they, they have like some, Corey Brewer. Did they have that guy that was traded – eventually traded to the Thunder for James Harden? Or yes, uh, Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin. There yeah. you go. The the guy that I always used to think was Kenyon Martin because yeah, I was I mean, just like, oh yeah, Kmart, right? That's what we're talking about. And then, that no. that that team was better than this Cavs team for sure. So maybe Kevin Love has learned something in his advanced age and with playing with LeBron. But I just don't. His advanced age. He's twenty nine. I just told you, man. One beer in, I'm th- I'm fucking thirty, man. I'm gonna die soon. You're twenty nine, brother. Oof. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, it's a weird extension. I don't really understand it, but you know, Cleveland's been accustomed to making it to the playoffs, and so maybe they're like, you know, what? we're not yeah. going to tank in its entirety this season. Yeah, because they're they're probably like, we're not Chicago. We can't just live off of people showing up, even when we're not good. Right. Exactly. Like they kind of need that playoff revenue. Yeah, you're uh, damn right. Cleveland's not <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> real quick, real quick, because you guys kind of said it. What? Who do you guys think uh, makes the playoffs this year for East and the West? You want to end it on that? Fuck. Orlando um, is probably a lock, I would say. Oh, stop. <laughs> uh, I'm sad. I, like, as you say, in that one tear just streamed down my face. Yo, like I said the other day, Mo Bamba, <laughs> no problems. Oh, God. If I, <laughs> if I had to rank it, I'm going in this, one in this order. Boston, Philly, Toronto, Washington. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee's better than Washington. Damn, you guys are you guys are shitting hard on Indiana. Oh, I forgot about Indiana. Yeah, but Indiana's, yeah. Still, Indiana's still five seed. Both all those teams are better than Indiana. I I think I think that Washington is still better than Indiana. I think they had a bad season last Milwaukee's year. Milwaukee's better than Washington. So I, I feel like I feel like the last like nine seasons, people have been like, I think I think the the you know I think Washington just had a bad season last season. They're better than that. Well, like, like they made the conference finals two years ago. They made the conference finals two years ago. Milwaukee so was, was held back by their fucking coach. Or conference semis, part pardon me. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've had bad coaches 
for the entirety of, of John Wall's tenure there, but John Wall's also kind of been a prick. I still think I don't I do not think that Milwaukee. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm talking I'm saying I'm saying Milwaukee was held back by their coach, dude. They got they got Mike Budenholzer now. Like I um, am all in on that. I love Bud. I, I hope that he can do something with that team. Um, they uh, just they just made some really weird decisions during the off season that I just don't understand. Like Brooke Lopez and fucking I, I like Ur- that one. Ursan Ilyasova. I just don't understand it, dude. That, those are two like bigs that can stretch the floor, so Giannis can fucking go and attack the rim. Well, so here's the thing. Exactly. Yeah, but Robin came in at three mil. They paid fucking. They gave Ursan Ilyasova a three year contract. They're paying him like seven, eight mil a season. Who else is gonna yeah, pay that- him? That yeah, dude, good. he's the next Dirk, man. That you know, <laughs> we've just been we've we've been waiting on it for like twelve years, but this is the year he turns the corner. Where's he from? Is he from Serbia? He must be from Serbia. No, um, no, no. Um, he, he is from. Ersan uh, uh, was from the, the Turkey. T- Turkey, yes. Uh, I have a genuine fear that the Bulls are going to make the playoffs. I just really hope that I'm wrong, but I have a real fear that that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I just found out the Cubs traded for Cole Hamels, which makes me very sad, but that's for another podcast. What? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not happy. Um, we'll talk about that some other time. In, in the West, it's going to go – I'm going to surprise some people with this. I'm going to say Golden State. Surprise. I'm going to say <laughs> – I'm going to say OKC. Oh, okay, that's a surprise. I'm going to say Houston. Is this and, in order? Yep. No. Um, then Utah, San Antonio, Oof. Denver, L.A. Damn. Uh, I would take Denver before I'd take Oklahoma City. Oof. I like, I like OKC this year. I don't Dude, know Denver's, Denver's got a squad. I'm a big Mike Malone guy, too. I don't know if you guys knew that about me, but I feel like it's time for me to admit that to you. It's, uh, I'm it's a, a big it's a Mike big, Malone guy. Big day for you. Um, notice that I did not name the Timberwolves. I do not have the Timberwolves making the playoffs this year. I I don't either. It's just I, if they do, they'll. It's like barely. I don't foresee that happening whatsoever. Yeah, I think San Antonio makes the playoffs again this year, despite what people think about the Demar Derozan trade. And yeah, I don't know. I like Denver a lot. Um, and I just can't see how LeBron doesn't take the Lakers to the playoffs. They'll probably be the A seed, but still, who cares? LeBron's on your team. You're an immediate contender, right? I got nothing left. Dwayne Wade's <laughs> gonna go play in China, maybe. I don't know. That's exciting. Uh, I actually wanted to say really quick. You said Mike Budenholzer. Uh, shout out to Vince Carter signing a one year deal with the Atlanta Hawks, uh, and now he gets that- to play with. Trey Young, so sad. Trey Young, fun fact: born three months after Vince Carter made his NBA debut. <laughs> Holy shit! Vince Carter is forty-one. Vince Carter is forty-one years old. Yeah. And you know he what? Was. Him and Dirk, and there's probably a third or fourth player. There's probably a couple other guys, maybe that I'm forgetting here. But like, uh, Jason guys, Terry, baby, is he still in the league? Yeah, I think he was last year. He's on the Bucks. I honestly did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about <laughs> those that. three guys, and there, you know, maybe somebody else. I don't know. It is incredible. They have played for three across three decades. Yeah. And if Vince Carter 
And or Jason Terry, it's definitely not Dirk. He's hanging him up after this year, which is sad. But yeah, if Vince Carter or Jason Terry somehow manage to swindle a team into paying them for two more seasons, and they manage to play across four decades, that will be this is incredible. Like yeah. it's going to be ridiculous. I don't think it's ever it's it's never been done. No, by, it has not by anybody. I mean, like Kareem had like one of the longest tenures and he played, you know, 70s. Did he play in the 60s? I think he might have started in like the late 60s. So what, I believe that is correct. So three decades. You know what I mean? Oh, no. He, he, well, his first season was 69-70 and his last season was It counts. It counts. He started in 1969. It counts. <laughs> just made it. Yeah, just, just made it. Also, I just noticed this. There's only – wait. Yeah, he only has one season where he didn't make – there's only one season he wasn't an all-star. Yeah, dude, he's one of the fucking best players of all time. He has no which season it was. His last season? No. His first season? No. The the his, season right in his, the middle. His his eighth season. <laughs> Ooh, his ninth season. Damn, Damn it! <laughs> uh, his seventy-seven, seventy-eight. I really he was wanted, thirty I, years old. I really wanted oh, that. You know why? He only played sixty-two games. Right, I he got injured that season. I think got injured. Oh man, what that's a little wild, dude! Play through the pain, bro. You'll be fine. Uh, so, oh, I forgot to mention all of these answers I got through Basketball Reference. For listeners, if you have not fucking gone to Basketball Reference, it's the greatest website in the world. Dude, I've been, <laughs> addic- I've been, I've been, I've been addicted to that website since like 1992. But on the on the side, it always has like the you know the, the jerseys that they wore, and then any accolades they have. Kareem has so many fucking accolades. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. It's it's bigger than everything. He was a four-time block champ. I didn't even know that. that even I happen. did not know that either, to tell you the truth. It doesn't surprise me, but he played at the same time as Bill Walton, so or uh, Bill Russell. So, right. yeah. It is, yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm fucking hungry. I got to go eat dinner. Yeah, um, I think it's the same. Let's uh, let's plug some shit and then let's get out of here. You can follow me. On Twitter. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought if I went first because you guys might have uh, stalled, but my bad. No, Nikki, go for it, brother. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nikki Galuza. Full stop. Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. Don't follow me on Instagram. It's not that great. No, it's pretty boring. Um, you can follow MBA on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MBA Pod. You can follow me at J underscore Kilas on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Let your friends know how much you enjoyed our episode today and episodes of the past. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for Nikki, for Tad, for Jay. Wait, stop yeah. watching Shark Week. Everybody that's listening to this, stop watching Shark Week. And maybe if the ratings go down bad enough, they'll change the fucking programming. Sorry, Jay, go ahead. This has been NBA. We're out.